Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. Today, we are finishing The Bands of Mourning, the third book in the Wax and Wayne quadrilogy, or era two of the Mistborn books. The words tetralogy, not quadrilogy. Is it, is it really? Okay. Yeah, quadrilogy is not actually a word. Interesting. I like learning new vocabulary. I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget that probably, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was a massive... Dumb, but Sorry. isn't Tetra three? No, I'm pretty sure it's the. All right, I'm gonna look this up now. Yep. But like, I remember there was a whole thing when the Alien movies released the quadrilogy box set, and like the the uh, vocabulary nerds got so up in arms about it, so it's always stuck with me. So, uh, here we go. Yeah, okay. Te- Tetralogy, a group of four lit- related literary or operatic works. Yeah. Oh. It's a thing. Cool. Right. It's it's a good thing. Well, then what do you call five of them? Quintrilogy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, whoever you've made to the e have already derailed the episode. Pentalogy. <laughs> or quintet. Both okay. Good to know. Anyway. Makes sense. I'm Data, and with me today is Dak. Joe. And Jamie. And in these chapters, there's there's some conflict. It's uh there's negotiation happening, and uh there's a wedding, and uh some uh, some um, a major character gets exploded. So Lots of excitement, lots of uh, an interesting way to wrap up this book, I feel like. But we'll get into that in a moment. Hang on to something. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Revolution holds us bound. Come on down to London Town. Break your back for class and crown. Come on down to London Town. Steam train running on a reckless rail. Speed and ride into the rising gale. Shovel. Three chapters, well, two in an epilogue. What did you guys think of the end of this book and the currently released Mistborn universe? Well, I mean, universe is probably the wrong word. Like the Cosmere is the universe. Yeah, so it's not it's not, it's not <laughs> the end of the Cosmere. It's the end of what we know of uh, what's happening on Skadriel, I guess is the way to put it. But that's uh, a weirder, harder uh, sentence to form. This is good. I feel like of all the books we've read so far, this one in particular, has actually taken the time to wrap itself up mm. at the end the most, like wrapped up as many of its plot threads as it, uh, plot threads as it could. It took some time to let the ending breathe a bit because we really had the, we had the climax last time and now we've actually got a couple of chapters of them picking up the pieces and seeing where they're at and then the epilogue and everything. So that was all really cool. I think this, like, as far as endings go, this one actually took a bit of time to make itself happen and I really appreciated that. Yeah, the whole thing with Suit and the Trellish agent was like, well, that's a thing. Like, I was, enjoy- I was enjoying Suit, and I thought, oh, yeah, we'll pro- we'll- we might get a bit more of him. But, uh, nope, there we go. All right, so he's out of the picture, and that's your classic. The new bad guys are playing for keeps. So looking forward to working out what the hell all that's about. But uh, the other two were bang on about Telson being, like, still being out there. So I guess we'll see some more of her. Yeah, no, just on on the whole, like like fun endings, like the confrontation with the governor and Alec, like giving Marisai his mask was really sweet. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good character moments in this one. I think this is definitely one of the better books we've read so far. If I had to pick it, very um yeah, very very satisfied with this read. Good, yeah, I and I, I definitely agree. It tends it seems to wrap up most of the stuff. I mean, it doesn't necessarily wrap up like stuff that we're waiting on from past books, but I don't know that you can blame it for 
only wrapping up its own story? Should a book really be responsible for a whole lot more than that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I and I am still a bit, oh, they didn't do anything with Ray Lua getting his spike back. That was literally what got them started on this whole journey. Yeah. I think that was the most major thing that was sort of left hanging that wasn't obviously a setup for a future book. So have to see uh, if that if that comes into play again but it's like, i hope we see ralua again i want to i want to know more right yeah maybe maybe the next book will require uh more conjure intervention we'll have like five conjure helping out yeah oh and i forgot like the very end of the book um, i read like the little dedication the afterword or whatever that brandon wrote where it's like uh, he where he mentions that secret history came out after he wrote this so I'm like, ah, so this is the bit where everyone's saying you need to read Secret History after Bands of Mourning, so that that moment is yep. way more of a shock, whereas I think we, we've all just sort of gone, well, that's, of course, that's totally who it was. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was going to say that before we even started, I'm glad you reminded me, but yeah, that is, as as Dak has guessed, is the uh, the big moment where you have the debate about whether or not reading secret history first uh, or after this is the more is, is the better place because in secret history, you get the reveal at the very beginning that uh, Kelsier's death was not the end of Kelsier's story. And when you get it here, you get to the end of this book and you've been thinking like, was the Lord ruler really alive all this time or who else could that be? And it's like, it was who it, it really is like the powerful moment to get. I will agree with that. Yep. I mean, the moment still worked. I'm just like, oh, look who's, like, continuing his work. But it wasn't quite the, the yeah, the jaw-dropping, what-the-fuck moment most people must have had when they first read it. Yeah, because I read them in that order, because this did come out first. And so I was just like, what? And then you read Secret History, and it's like, oh, okay, it all makes sense now. But it's always been, in my opinion, because Secret History takes place almost entirely, like, concurrently with that first trilogy. And so... There's so much about it that connects directly to the thing events that are happening in the trilogy. I've always felt like if you're going to read this second set of three books right away, then sure, wait to read Secret History till after that. It'll be fresh enough in your mind that you can connect the events that are happening. But if you're going to take a long time before you get secret or before you get to Bands of Mourning, I feel like it really pays off to have those events fresh so you're like, "Oh, okay, so that's what was happening in the background of that explains what was happening during this scene of the fi- of uh, Hero of Ages or whatever. So yeah, what yeah. Think, things like Vin chasing the shadow through through that city, which the name of which I forget, makes a lot more sense reading Secret History, whereas we probably would have forgotten about it if we read it now. Yep. And yeah, you, you get an explanation of like when Spook sees Kelsier in a vision and he, he thinks it's Kelsier at the end, but maybe not. So yeah. you get that. There's the Hoyd thing where... It's not clear why Vin just gets a bad feeling and decides not to talk to Hoyd in that same city. And then we get this like, oh, it's Sexy Drifter. And that confirms that he is, in fact, Hoyd. And it also, like, explains why that happened. So, yeah, there's lots of little bits like that. But, yeah, so I think you guys see now. I don't know. Maybe it's such a dramatic moment that I'm just like, I did regret slightly you guys not being able to have that same one. Nah, it just gave me a... Gave me a feeling of superiority for guessing right. <laughs> yeah, the the wrap up to this book, I have to say, I didn't I didn't predict a lot of how it would kind of wrap up here, so I was a little surprised by Suit's death. I was a little disappointed. I know we kind of predicted it, but I was a little disappointed by the Telson disappearance and like that was kind of it. Like, oh, she is gone, and Wayne being like, yeah, I mean. 
I just couldn't kill her. I was just kind of like, really? Okay, well, you could have at least tied her up or something. <laughs> so that was that was kind of lame. And then I, I am still disappointed that we don't get a clear idea of, of what happened to these ladies still. It's like three books in and we still we still haven't wrapped that that kind of mystery up so that was that was a little disappointing i have to say because we just don't we don't know what's going on with them yet so that's uh but other than that yeah i think it wrapped up maybe as as well as it could the reveal at the end was was fun to to get confirmation and also interesting i mean we know that that he that spike was somewhat necessary, I guess, in in reanimating Kelsier with some kind of hemolurgy. Uh, maybe it was like some kind of soul forging. I don't know. Just taking a random guess at what that could be called. I don't have any background information that would that would give me that word. So soul forging is what I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, don't know if that's the full correct price, terminology. Sure. So I'm interested to see what what other information we get hopefully maybe that'll be unraveled in the next book which nobody knows yet uh mm, but maybe right. we'll know maybe we'll know soon so yeah the coin bearing the image of kelsier and not not marsh makes total sense but also is interesting so i i think that's the most interesting thing for me to come out of the ending is definitely definitely the kelsier bits and kind of hoping that maybe we'll get some light shed on that in future in this fourth Mistborn book, which I think he said uh, he's gone on record saying this will wrap up this era of Mistborn, yep, right? It's supposed to. So we know that this is going to be the last Wax and Wayne possible book, unless Wax also goes on to have crazy powers and travels into the future with long life, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so interested to see where we go with it for sure. Very sweet moment with, with him and, and uh oh god Stairs. i can't remember her name Stairs, thank you uh with him and Stairs getting married so that was that was great i enjoyed that it was good i was kind of like <laughs> when he wakes up and he's like was that an explosion and he's like eh never mind that was kind of like wait, wait what you're not gonna go investigate okay man whatever <laughs> i was a little surprised by that but other than that good ending so uh yeah i'm looking forward hopefully you will get to read this fourth book soon and and discover that it is good for us to go ahead and read and and that'll be fun if if that's the case because i i really do like wex a lot i feel like he has a good amount of character flaws wayne obviously has more flaws but wax has quite a few as well he's he, sometimes i could find wax obnoxious because he's a little too, I feel like, hard-headed or in his own head about stuff. But other than that, I really like him. He's, I feel like he's a pretty likable protagonist. Uh, I like Marisai a lot, so it'll be kind of a bummer if we don't get to read the next portion for a while, because I, I do like these characters, and I'd like to revisit them soon. So hopefully hopefully it'll be green for us to, to read the next book pretty quick after this. Yeah, I'm, I'm also hopeful that, you know, maybe we'll... Uh... Because I, I don't want to necessarily put it off till way later if we can avoid it either. But I guess we'll have right. to see. I, I, it, I agreed with you that uh, the wedding is a nice little moment and stuff. And I, there are a couple of people in the last episode were like, man, I hope that that happens. And so that panned out. Yeah, it's good. I, you know, they, I feel like they deserve kind of a win in that in that way. And so that was that was a good. Oh, I will I will say probably the most unpredicted thing f- for me, which I guess I just wasn't thinking about it, was the reaction of that captain 
like the animosity and the kind of tension in that moment right after the fight. I did not expect that. Maybe I should mm. have. And so it was a little surprising. I was a little jarred by that. I'm like, wow, this is the this is like the the moment of conflict after this battle is, is between these two people. So I was like, I, I, you know, I just wasn't expecting that. And so that was that was a little unexpected and not really what I was thinking was going to happen immediately after this fight was that they were, you know, on the brink of war. Right. Except, you know, for some savvy nego- negotiation by Steris. So that was that was uh, surprising for sure. And it it really sets a stage that uh, it makes me interested to see, like, what is the political situation between these two groups going to be like in the next book? Because, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe and, and, like, it, maybe it goes really agreement. well. Yeah. Right. So, because of that trade agreement. Exactly. Maybe that's like the first step and it's going to go really well. Or maybe they'll be like on the brink of war when we start the next book or something. And so it'll. Yeah. Maybe it's because I was recently watching Black Panther because uh, because the new one's coming out. But yeah. I was uh, their kind of system, at least the way it's described to me, sounds like maybe they they have like kind of a Wakanda system where they have a bunch of different tribes that like get along but don't necessarily get along mm, within yeah. their society. So my my wonder is like, is one of those tribes going to side with like the set, or I guess not even the set if if this weird Trell immortal decides that they don't need the set anymore since it sounds like they're going to destroy all humanity but uh if if one tribe kind of sides with these trail peoples and then you know the other side ends up siding with with our peoples that'd be interesting to to see oh, yeah for sure i mean i mean even not thinking about them but like the the base in here is on the brink of civil war in this book like there's all this you know this hostility between ellendale and the outer cities so it's like does suddenly having another nation existing out here does it unite them or do some of the outer cities be start being like well maybe we want to side with this right. other nation maybe they'll treat us better yeah yeah definitely but uh yeah a lot of interesting possibilities for sure so mm. i i i don't know how big this last book's going to be if it's going to be similar length to these to the three that we've read because these have kind of been shorter than the yep. uh than the era one misborn books so i'd be interested to know if this one's quite a bit longer maybe it, it it will have time to wrap up a lot of things and um have a good like lengthy story to it that'd be that'd be interesting i feel like it must like based on the preview chapters that have come out, like it's up to like chapter 15 or 14 or something like that. And it doesn't feel to me like we're halfway through that book, which is we it, it would be halfway through if it was the same length as one of these chapter wise. So from what I'm seeing, I feel like it's going to be longer. I don't know you know, how much longer, but I feel like yeah. it must be a meteor, a meteor uh, <laughs> when I, I'm M-E-A-T-E-R or wow, I can't even spell uh, I was talking about meat, uh, food, not like the thing from the sky. Oh, I thought you were going to be like a meteor just crashes and kills everybody in the No, the book. no. It's going to be a meteor book, a book with more meat <laughs> on it. Is meteor not a word? Should I say more meat? I think meteor is a word, yeah. Meteor is a word. Okay, cool. Admittedly, yeah, not, I did go to the rock first. Right. It's not Final <laughs> Fantasy VII where there's going to be a giant meteor crashing to the earth. I haven't made a Final oh. Fantasy reference in a while, so I got to have <laughs> – I gotta put that in there. Remember um, how we used to make all those jokes about Sayz riding a comet off into the cosmos, and that was how yeah. That was, maybe right? that's how this one ends, like Trell riding a comet into the planet. That'd be interesting. Uh, he's got to have some black material on him. Uh, another, another reference. There we go. Got got a couple of them in there for you guys. 
We just need uh yeah, we just need Tencent back to make our red thirteen and we got everything going. Or an Inaki for the deep cutters. <laughs> so no, I, I was really happy with the ending of this book and I think I, I agree with Dax that what with what Dax said rather at the very start of his that uh, like it was a satisfying conclusion, I think. Even though we haven't concluded the um what is it, a tetralogy? See we've got there at the beginning. Even though we haven't actually finished it, I really felt like this story did wrap up the three. Like there were enough things that you're like, oh, well, we didn't resolve that. Oh, we didn't resolve that. We didn't resolve that. But if there was never another book, I would be okay knowing that things were going to happen after this. And if I never read them, I would be okay. Now, having heard Joe then start talking about Kelsia, because I completely forgot about that, I normally read like the morning of but I was too excited and I was in Sydney last week when we recorded and I listened to it on the way home. So it's been a full week since I've been in the story and I'm learning that, no, I really do need to read it very close to. <laughs> so bear with me today. Yeah, obviously there are things that we want to read and I, I was thinking about, we still don't know where these women are. Like that's still bugging me, but maybe I'll just never get the answer to that. I think the next book's going to be really exciting and it does. I do like that we've kind of, had these bad guys there from the beginning it hasn't been like they're a secret the whole time and then boom all of a sudden you've got this big bad guy at the end I do like that we've kind of been building to it but I I really liked that I felt like these stories were really stand like they, they could stand on their own as long as you knew enough about the characters and the players involved you could pick up any one of these and get a story that was good like I, I really really liked that whereas I felt like when we first read Final Empire and you'd said that it kind of stands alone I was like no it doesn't (laughs) I don't feel this was a standalone story at all but with these ones you know it's like the continuing adventures of Wax and Wayne kind of situation and I like that the stories sort of span quite a short time frame from start to finish of the novel it's all happening quite quickly yeah so I guess that's my thoughts sort of overall I was stoked that Wax sort of had that personal growth and that he he's now ready to marry Steris and that they got their wedding and I was I was very happy because I was definitely rooting for that I was like don't don't let us wait another book for that <laughs> yeah a little bit of a bit of uneasiness about these these two nations now but I thought yeah Alec and and Marisai was quite cute as well I think she deserves to find someone nice so you never know maybe we'll see them uh, those two again together Steris is definitely more than a seven on the useful scale. I don't know why she only gives herself a seven. She's very, very good. Telson leaving as well. I thought that was good. I was happy with that prediction. I did not see Suit not making it out of here. I I did think, and I think I said it the last episode, I think he would die before he gave anything up, but I didn't expect it to be someone going, yep, okay, well, we don't need you anymore. Bye. Off you go. Yeah, I I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I think that was, yeah, enough tidying up and then, yeah, actually letting us digest the climax of the book before we got to the epilogue I think was really good as well. And I think that's probably what makes it feel a little bit more to me that if we never got any more story in, in the Wax and Wayne set, then I'd be okay with it. Like, yeah, there's questions, but I'm okay. Yeah. But lucky we do, so it's fine. Exactly, yeah. But I like the way you put that. That was also I agree with the I did not expect uh, them to be like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Suit. See you later. And uh, that's it's like, wow, OK, well, we we 
he's been our bad guy for a while now and we never even really knew him all that well so to just like chuck him now that's uh interesting yeah so we kind of was like oh suits the big bad and then i was like hang on a minute Telson actually trumps him mm. oh okay and so now there's yeah you, you've taken out him i wonder what happens to Telson. whether she's going to get taken out separately obviously they can find her it'll be interesting to see if we see her again we know she's gone as in run away but whether she's still on board with what they want to do or not who even knows yeah they've got their own candra why do they have red eyes and I mean, what Dak was saying, we didn't get, you know, Ray Lua getting his spike back and being able to tell the story, but I think that's probably going to tie into the next book. Um, I, I expect we've not seen the end of Ray Lua. Yeah, hopefully not. I want to see him again. We, we we haven't actually met him in in any way because he was just kind of insane and they told us about him. So I'd like to see him. Yeah, we need to hear his his ramblings uh, <laughs> more succinctly, I think. Um, and and if I was to make a prediction now, I think it would be that he's going to provide some of the information that actually continues their investigation for sure. But I, I, yeah, the red eyes, I was like, that's not a good disguise. If you're going to have red eyes, maybe they don't always have the red eyes, but uh, that's, that's it's just like how they identify themselves to each other. It's like, oh, mm. you've got red eyes. I know who you are. Yeah, good. <laughs> Me too. I also have red eyes. What a coincidence. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, that that part ends even without the blowing up of suit where it's like, yeah, I think we're just going to kill everybody on this planet instead. So, uh, yeah. OK, see you later. That's uh, <laughs> that doesn't bode well. No. OK, I guess I guess let's get into these chapters. That was that was a longer than usual. And everybody got a, we, we got a, a pretty deep into things in the what did you think of these chapters? So, well, like, that's the end of the book. Yeah, exactly. We need more uh, more time to chew on the uh, the whole thing. And it's, it's the end of the currently released Mistborn stuff, too. So that's, you know, just exacerbates it. I mean, we're officially up to date on yep. Mistborn. So there you go. Look at you guys. You're all caught up. In fact, I was while we were talking, I was uh, I was mathing it. And we are now at 39 percent of the total Cosmere stuff that's been written. So we've read that's that's approaching half of everything that has so far been written in the Cosmere. And watch that number get sucker punched when we get four new books next year. Yeah. Only only three of those are Cosmere, uh, if I recall correctly. Oh, that's but also, right, yeah. also the Lost Metal's coming out, so that'll once again. So still four uh, books. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You're gonna have to tell me on that non Cosmere book if I can go ahead. You're gonna have to read it first and then let me know if I can read it because I signed up for the starter Kickstarter. Uh, you so guys can't. Get everything. You guys can't read non Cosmere books because those are on the list also. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, Dak asked about what was it the. Legion? Skyward? Oh, yeah. maybe it was Legion. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, we're reading all of those are on the list. We're just getting to them after Cosmere stuff. Did we join the Kickstarter deck? Yeah, we did. We did? Okay. Yeah, we're getting them all. Cool. I'm really getting the books. I didn't sign up for any of the merch. No, no, no. No. So yeah, that'll go down soon. But anyway, <laughs> as as of what what's today? So yeah, as of uh, like just over a week from now, that new book's coming out. Joe and I will be there for the excitement. That's right. We'll be there at the thing, and I won't be able to read it. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's possible. Everyone will be up to date, and you'll be the only person there who hasn't read it. Yep. He he may he may end up reading a bit of it or something as part of the release. I don't know. We'll have to see. It, you'll have to leave. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> if he does, I'm sure it'll just be. Uh, you know, I can I can read it without context. It's fine. I'll just 
I'll just well, commit. I'm sure it would be from the beginning of the book, like, you know, the first chapter or two, in which case it's like, OK, everybody I can read the first chapter or two. You'll have forgotten. Yeah. To come back and read it anyway. So. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just There's imagining no you, I'm going to remember. I'm just imagine you walking around the con like that episode of How I Met Your Mother, where like they, uh, they yeah, they had, they had to miss the Super Bowl. So they were trying to um, deliberately <laughs> like not hear the results. So they could watch it. And he had like the earmuffs with the eye goggles thing on. Yeah. The... No, I've, I've thought about bringing, I mean, I'm definitely going to bring my earbuds and you know, I'm going to have them at the ready. And then I've also thought about just like bringing a blindfold just in case. <laughs> I'm sure and Joe's going to see a lot of things, but he won't and have people any context are probably, for any of it. So yeah. Again, people are probably going to think I'm cosplaying spook. and be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, and you're going to see all those same things with probably cosplayers walking around and stuff also. But, yeah, I mean, you don't have you have no yeah. idea what, what what any of it means. So it's OK. Right. The only character name I know that we haven't read yet is Kaladin because somebody named their son Kaladin. And I'm like, OK, I don't know what that means, but thanks. That is a character. Yep. Yep. Somebody somebody I know named their son Kaladin. So I was like, oh, cool name. So What's it from? And they were like, fan. oh, it's from a Brandon Sanderson book. And I was like, oh, really? And then I told him about the podcast, and I don't, I don't think he listens. But, you know, <laughs> he's a he, he's a person in my life that knows that I do it and is aware of the content. Maybe when we start Stormlight Archive, you'll be like, hey, we're talking about your kid. You should listen. Wait, so like he, he's got a Caladon, but in the other book he had Galadon? Uh, it's not Caladon. It's ca- it's like K-A-L-L-A-D-I-N, Caladin. Oh, uh, okay. I think I just spelled that wrong, but it, it gives you the, the correct impression. Right, yeah. It's like Aladdin, but with a K at the beginning. It is kind of like Aladdin, although Ooh. I think there there may only be there's only one L. That's where I right. set up. Yeah, one L. Anyway, is there only one L in Aladdin? Sorry. There no, there's two. There's two. There's two D's. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. There's <laughs> oh one. Gosh. There's only one D in Kaladin, though, right? We're gonna yeah. There, there's only one D in Kaladin. All We're right, gonna do anything good. not to actually get into the book and finish this. <laughs> this yeah, 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 this is. Uh, I was about to say this is what people come for. They like it. Yeah, no. We we even got some Final Fantasy references in earlier. Hey, so. yeah. Don't even worry about it. I'll throw some more out for you. Ultimate. <laughs> uh, People playing, you know, Sanderlanch Bingo. Haven't yeah. been able to mark that one in a while. How so. many? How many? Well, hold on. Before we get into it, how many bad guys <laughs> can you name from the Final Fantasy series? Oh, series? I haven't played all that many of those games. Okay, so, so let's do number one. Number one is Garland. He's the main bad guy. Number two, I actually don't remember the name. That's fine. And number three is just called the Sorceress, I'm pretty sure. Number four, we got, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Number five, I don't remember. Six is Kefka. Everybody loves Kefka. Number seven is Sephiroth, obviously. Eight, yep. Ultimecia. Nine, Kuja. Ten, Sin. Kuja. That one's easy. Yeah, Sin, yeah. Uh, I never played the 11 MMO. Ten, two. Yeah. Twelve Ten, two. is uh, some some knight's name. I can't remember his name. Uh, thirteen. I don't remember. I don't know. All no, right, that's who's, who's the bad guy next to? Uh, the bad guy next to yourself, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Vegnagun slash oh, yeah. Shuian. I got uh, Sephiroth. Yeah, there you go. Sephiroth yeah. and Genova. That's the only one you need to know to be friends with me. Well, I remember Kadaj from that spirit, like that adventure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. yeah. It was basically yeah. Oh, which I didn't. In the end. I, I didn't. Know, uh, I didn't get this. So spoilers for Final Fantasy VII remake. If you haven't played it, I didn't realize this. But the but data the three color dudes that you fight at the end on the bridge, 
they represent Kadaj and his two guys from Advent oh. Children. They use the same weapons as oh. Kadaj and the two guys from the end of Advent Children. So I, I did not, yeah, I did not put that together. I, I found that out on the internet. Huh. All right. So that's a thing. I'm, I'm still in the middle of my replay that I was just playing today. The, the part in Shinra headquarters. I got to talk. To oh, dude, that's, that's a great part. Domino's the best. Yeah, I like the mirror. He's fun. Anyway, to the chapters. <laughs> <laughs> so we we come and Marisai and Alec are hanging out, sharing a canteen of chalk and uh, watching as Wax pulls the airship out of the sky with his superpowers. Pause. This is just hot chocolate, right? Like, that's what it is. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That makes sense. I love how addicted she gets to it. She's like, oh, my shit. This is the best thing ever. Well, it sounds like they've never made milk chocolate. It sounds like they only have, like, bitter, regular chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, because that's what she said. She's like, this isn't bitter at all. How do you do this? Yeah, it was, it's just a simple little thing, but I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a lovely touch. Yep. I like the part where she she's like, Wax, you, you got to invest in this stuff. <laughs> Forget airships. This is going to be big. And I was just saying in one of uh, in yeah. one of the recordings that I've been doing, reading the preview chapters, I'm like, the the thing I'm most interested in, did Wax actually invest? Did he listen to her? Because I agree, it's going to be big. <laughs> she gives me real Deanna Troy vibes with how much she likes this chocolate stuff. <laughs> That's true. Big fan What's, of chocolate, Deanna. Oh my god, could you imagine like the stock market? It's like uh, Wayne's electricity empire going up against Wax's hot chocolate empire. Yeah. Nice, nice. And then they come out with a product together, which is basically the Keurig that makes hot chocolate with little sure. little cups. Oh my god. How the war was won against Trill. Hot chocolate <laughs> machines. There you go. Yeah, caffeine caffeine and chocolate. <laughs> but I just like the picture. Everyone was just happier. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be? Like, yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be? I like the picture of Wax. In my mind, he's like pulling an invisible rope and like just tugging the airship down a little bit at a time. And Alex, like, is is it gonna break apart? And uh, Marissa's like, nah. He he he's usually knows what he's doing. It's fine. She when they start talking about the chocolate, and she's like, Alec, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever experienced. And I just held the power of creation themselves. Say he's just somewhere just going. Hey, the fuck? <laughs> He's like, chocolate, milk chocolate, you say. Hmm. Maybe I'll make a cow that produces chocolate milk. <laughs> and he, he 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 retorts being like, he's careful. I mean, it seems to me like he's really good at breaking things. And Mara says like, well, yeah, but he does it with really amazing precision. <laughs> so it's okay. And so, like, he gets the ship down and the guys start, like, coming out and, uh, Alex people start going on the ship and then uh, there starts to be, you know, kind of a, a confrontation. I like that Wax has tied suit to the tip of or the top of the Lord Ruler's spear. He's just dangling there, gagged. I love it. <laughs> and Wax uses, uh, since he's got all the powers right now, he uses leeching to take away his uncle's medals. That was smart. But I that's also just a bit of a dig considering his uncle was bragging about it last time. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I find it an interesting note that they're like, we're not sure that we can remove the spikes without killing him. So I, I, we've seen spikes removed before and like removing a certain one definitely killed the Inquisitors. But yeah. uh, I'm just like, the how much, spike. Yeah. How much has it changed his body that it's like if we pull one out, it might kill him. Well, I was, I was about mm. to say, didn't didn't Vin rip one out of Marsh's head, but Marsh specifically had a healing spike. So that probably doesn't count. 
Well, it was just the one specific, like, he was like, you have to separate the head, the head, the tops, the head, spikes in the head from the ones below it. And there's the one spike in the back that, like, connects the two together. And that's how Marsh killed all the other Inquisitors was, like, pulling that one spike. Yeah. True. That was but, probably the so. most metal part of any Mistborn book when he just, like, <laughs> starts ripping spikes out of people's backs. So I think to say it. I think you can remove one of the t- upper ones without killing them is, is the upshot of that. Yeah, so... Wax and Steris are out there, and here comes the captain. And Mare says, like, like, yeah, like, come on, we, we probably better go help in some way. And so the captain is just like, you know, thanks for your help, but uh, just helping us doesn't mean that you can steal our shit. And Wax uh, is not really in a negotiating mood. It says he replies coldly that I don't see any of your property here. I only see an artifact that we recovered. Well, that and my airship, which, damn, that's bold to be like, this is my airship. Screw you guys. <laughs> And she does not take that well. She's like, look, since we crashed here, my crew gets imprisoned, tortured, and murdered, and you seem to be just itching for war. And Wax is like, well, I mean, if there's going to be war, I probably shouldn't give you a super powerful weapon, should I? But yeah, that's a fair point. Yep. Fair point. Yep. Unless, of course, war were declared. <laughs> <laughs> there's your bingo cup, Futurama reference. I was about to, I almost said earlier, yeah, you have to have a Futurama quote or something to, on another one of those spots. Yeah. And so uh, he's just like, I'm not giving y'all shit. I, I salvaged this ship. I'm the one who pulled it out of the sky. You wouldn't have it if it weren't for me. Also, you know, our people dug it up from where it crashed here however long ago. And uh, also, you know, the bands are not yours. There was nothing in the temple. We found them. They're ours. And finally, Steris is like, dude, I think you should probably let him have the ship. I mean, how else are they going to get home? But he doesn't want to give the set an advantage. He's like, the set has one of these ships to study. We need the same advantage. Although I feel like now that you've revealed it, if you contact like the governor of Ellendale, you should be able to send troops to secure that crashed ship. It's not like they can fly that one away. Maybe that's just me. And so what Steris and uh, and Marisai start to try to suggest is, why don't we, you know, compromise? Let's set up trade. We can, like buy airship technology from them, and in exchange, we can give them access to our Alamancers, which they don't have that many of, and it's a very valuable uh, commodity for them. And I do love the part where Alex's like, wait, what? When Varensai <laughs> mentions offhand that she's an Alamancer, she's like, oh yeah, me too. Didn't you see me charging like that cube device? And he's like, oh, I, um, great one? <laughs> <laughs> and see, she says, the captain says that the Malwish are but one of many. Another nation among us may see you up here as weak and decide to strike. So yeah, that goes with what Joe was saying, that it seems like there's maybe a bunch of different camps down there. Different factions. And he's like, and Steris is like, well, then you might want to let all those people know that we have the bands of mourning ready to fight. And the captain's like, no, we're not going to give you the sovereign's weapon. And Steris says, you're not giving it to us. You're going to give it to, and it's like they decide, uh, or they propose that the Chandra could be like neutral parties here and could keep it safe, which I don't know how neutral I feel they are. We, they seem, to, in our experience, to be kind of aligned with uh, with Wax and Co. Probably because um, Harmony is telling him to. It's true. Like the minute, the minute Harmony says, yeah, you know what, guys, he's good. Like, yeah. Milan, you can go join him for drinks, but that's it. That's fair. And it's in they say, like, oh, your people have stories of creatures like her. Right. And I'm not sure that we get confirmation of that. Like, mm, that's a good she, point. She makes her skin translucent and that is impressive to people. But I don't think anyone ever says, like, yeah, we know what we've heard of Chandra or, you know, shape shifting immortals or whatever. 
And she's the captain's not happy about this, but Steris kind of manages to convince them. It's like, you know, you'll have new trading partners. Also, did I mention that, that Wax here is an important government official and that he could have an influence on stuff like tariffs and taxation trade? Like, you guys could get real rich off this, although we don't know what you use for money, so maybe not. <laughs> and finally, the captain's like, fine. We'll do it. Not like we have much choice. And Wax is like, oh, can I get one more thing? Can we just get a ride home? Because it's really far. (laughs) But it works out because they've got all these prisoners from the set and the Southerners don't want to take them all the way back to the South with them. So although Wax is careful not to mention that uh, that one is his uncle. Don't want to give them reasons to doubt your sincerity. And so he's like, you know, the Airedale and the Senate are not going to like this deal especially the part where we give away the bands of mourning. And Marisai says, I know. And he says, as long as you can tell him it wasn't my idea. Like, Wax is getting in, a, in enough trouble already. Because if you'll recall, you guys may have forgotten, although it does get mentioned here again, that uh, he's been accused of murdering an important noble in the outer cities. And it may be causing civil war all on its own. So yeah, don't don't need any other uh, marks against him when he gets home. And so here's where, here's the part we find out Telson and the skimmer were gone, blood on the snow, but no sign of her. And Wax is kind of upset. He's like, man, Wayne should have known that she might be able to heal herself. I mean, I'd be pretty mad, too. She did kill him. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I, I like Wax says that some way in some ways her getting away is better. And Marissa is like, oh, because your sister's not dead. And he's like, no, because now I have someone to hunt, which is a very dramatic ending to that chapter. I like it. Well, it's very much. A, yeah, she killed him. But now he can kill her right back. <laughs> and then we cut to that their the airship has is now approaching the city. They've gotten their ride home. And Wayne is very impressed by the view from up here. And Wax is like, I mean, I say that stuff all the time, dude. I do like the line about that window opens. And Wayne's like, any window opens if you push hard enough. Which I feel like is, I mean, Wax did that earlier to that lady's hotel. So <laughs> Didn't he do that in the last book to his father-in-law's place? He just bashed the window through. Yep. Wax, Wax since when did you start respecting people's property? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe you got sued a few too many times for destruction of property. Right. <laughs> he's, he deserved he's, it. He's worried about his behavior now that he's accused of murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, we, we're suspicious of you because you supposedly killed this woman. Also, you broke a fountain or something. That's going <laughs> to fuck you up. <laughs> and so, let's see. They, they, they talk about it and... Uh, Wayne feels bad for these people who've been tortured, and he says they've been broken. Ain't fair what happened to them. And Wax says, well, I mean, is life ever fair? And Wayne says, it has been to me. More fair than more more than fair, I reckon, considering what I deserve. Which, yeah, okay. And he's like, you used a gun. Bah, that was a shotgun. Barely counts. Wait, so he has a scale? <laughs> right, exactly. And so he's like, you knew that she'd be able to heal, right? And he's like, well, I, mean, I didn't want to kill somebody in cold blood. And Wax goes, that's good, I suppose. <laughs> there weren't no fire around to light her with first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that. That was a good one. Yeah, right? But no, it's actually a really sweet moment when he's like, you know, I thought, what would Wax do? Like, would Wax kill her or would he give her another chance like he gave me? And so I intentionally, you know, didn't kill her. I just had to shoot her enough to get what I needed, basically. <laughs> And Wax is like, you know, good job, Wayne. You're learning. Uh, you, you know, you're, you've got some character development happening. But on the inside, he's like, I really wish that Wayne had murdered her. And then, best part of the chapters, 
where Wayne starts talking crap about Starris again. And Wax is like, Wayne, enough. And he's like, I was just enough. And Wayne's like, okay. Good. Finally. Yeah, absolutely something Wax should have done before this. Then he goes in and finds Starris, and they get another cute moment where he's like, thank you for coming with me. And she's like, I didn't do much. He's like, I mean, you were really helpful at the party, and you basically negotiated. Yeah, because apparently, I don't know if Wax is not good at negotiation or if he just didn't care to try, but he was about to start a war out here, being like, no, nah, my yeah. shit. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a long one from the roughs. I guess he's just not into negotiating. He needed her Wax 100%. The room. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That was a good way of putting that. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, like, yes, he absolutely does. But on that particular day as well, it's like he was dead like half an hour before. Yeah. So it's like emotionally he's had a very trying day. Has not been his best day. That's for sure. It's, he, not only was he dead, his sister killed him more or less. So. Yeah. And then his best friend killed his sister. And then. <laughs> Messed up family. Yeah, it's a real Shakespearean mess. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he bear hugged his uncle to defeat. Yeah. He rode him like a surfboard through the sky. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> you feel that in your face, Edward? <laughs> Wahoo! Nooch! Nooch! <laughs> oh, man. Clerks animated. That's not a thing you revisit all that often. Okay. So, uh,. There's a very impressive bit where they land the airship just really coolly on the top of this tower with like half of it hanging off, but it's sitting there perfectly. And they've offered to send them home with supplies for their trip, so that's nice. And then he gives Marisai, or Alec rather, gives Marisai his mask as they're kind of saying goodbye to each other. And it makes like it makes kind of a stir among his own people, but we have no idea what it means necessarily. Clearly it's significant though. And Alex like, hey, I'm looking forward to going home, but I might take you up on your offer after that to come back and visit. And she says, as long as you bring more chalk, you are welcome to visit anytime. <laughs> See, I, I'll, Alec is just going to become like the the chocolate uh, millionaire on on their end of things. Yeah, he's the guy that like at the beginning of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, he's the candy man. Candy man, can. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, like, jelly, long jellies for people to eat and stuff. The captain gave Wax some of the medallions so they could have some of those. And he also thinks Wayne probably stole some, but he's not going to ask until the ship is gone. <laughs> he doesn't want to feel obliged to give them back. That's a little bit shady, Wax, I gotta say. And this is where Marissa's like, seriously, Wax, you gotta import the chocolate. <laughs> like, she sounds like she's got an issue. Like, does she need to go talk to somebody? No, I'm telling <laughs> you, she sounds like Deanna Troy in TNG, who's, like, obsessed with chocolate. Well, just, if you've never had good chocolate before, then it it, it would be life-changing. I guess that's true. <laughs> like, what, what's your favorite chocolate, Jamie? Oh. Tough question. It is a tough question. I don't mind a Turkish delight chocolate. I was going to say, yeah. So, delight. imagine you're an adult. I mean, you are an adult, but yeah, imagine... <laughs> You'd never had it, and you're having it for the first time. It's true. Just imagine the second part. You don't have to imagine the adult part because you're already there. Oh, man. Like, the first time I had a Carmelo – actually, no, let me take that back. The first time Carmelo I had a Mar- yeah, I, the first time I had a Mars bar because I like those better, I was like, man, this is good. So, so like, the, the, the Mars bars from, like, Europe or – 
Yeah, so the chocolate box here in town imports gets imported yeah. like candies, so that's my favorite candy. It's basically like a, a better version of a Milky Way. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's like a Milky Way, but better, yeah. Yeah. The Mars bar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get Mars Yeah, it's bars. like the Milky Way with the caramel in it and the chocolate yep. on the outside. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty we, get, we have a lot of... We have a lot yep. of European candies that just have other names here. So. Right. Yeah, Milky Way is the name for Mars bar, but it's not so as good. We, yeah, we get them both. Yeah. Interesting. Milky Way is different. Oh, is it? I yeah, think the only difference for us is the nougat's it's the a caramel. different flavor. Do you have caramel in your Milky Way? Yes. Yeah, we yes. Do. Oh, yeah. we don't. Ours doesn't. Okay, is so it yeah. just nougat? Yeah. Yeah. Our, so our Milky Way is pretty much identical to what you your Mars bar would be like. Only I think it's yeah. the chocolate is my opinion that's better in the in the Milky mm. Way. Both. Yeah, Milky but I think uh, our your version of a Milky Way would be our Three Musketeers. Yeah, we don't yes. have that. That's uh-huh. that's true. The European Milky okay. Way is the three. Yeah. The uh, I I've I've been trying random because they do have they have a, a selection of non-U.S. candy at this the place at our mall and I've been uh, I tried a Curly Whirly last time which oh yeah <laughs> was it good. It's not bad. Yeah. I I've been reading bar. about marathon bars and like Curly Whirly is basically what the marathon bar used to be before it was discontinued. So I was like, I oh, gotcha. I would be interested to know if anybody made like an original Three Musketeers because, you know, they were called that because it used to have different flavored nougats. It had vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. And mm. then um, chocolate is what they ended up landing on for the rest of forever or whatever. So I'd be interested in trying one that has like a, a vanilla nougat. That sounds kind of good. Interesting. But anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm this has later. been the candy bar section the candy of the podcast. <laughs> not sponsored by uh, Mars. Yeah, not sponsored by Mars or Hershey's or any of those things. But could be. I like I like Twix. Oh, Twix are good. Twix are good. Yeah, I like Twix. Uh, you know, Twix bars are not considered chocolate bars. They're considered cookies because they got a cookie really? in them. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little shortbread cookie in the bar, so they call them cookies. They started that that campaign a while back, you know, like a couple years ago or whatever, where they're like left Twix or right Twix. And at first I was like, that's <laughs> that's silly and dumb. All the commercials were kind of fun, but now I I only eat right Twix. Weird. I, I, <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity Twix eater. Twix is but Twix. if you flip it around, is it the same? Yeah, I know. That, it, it's, <laughs> that's, it's just, that's the joke. It's just the ad campaign that they decided to go with. It. Right. It's, it's creative yeah. and funny. And okay. so, <laughs> uh, but I, I like Wayne is like, hey, Marissa, I think that pilot guy fancies you. And she's like, yeah, good job, Wayne. No, no shit. <laughs> and, and I like Sheriff is like, hey, that could be good politically, actually, if you guys. And Marissa, he, he, he's like a kid. Stop it. And here comes Governor Aradell, who we met last book before he was even governor. And uh, he just walks up and he's like, damn. And Wax's like, yeah, man, I warned you. And Aradell's like, maybe this will distract everyone from the disaster you guys started in New Saran. Senate's had my balls over the fire for two days straight. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he gets embarrassed he said that in front of ladies here in a second. He's just like, oh, "Oh, sorry. Apologies, Lady Harms. (laughs) And apparently Wax, when he sent a message ahead to warn Airedale that they were going to show up in an airship, he asked for something else. And Airedale's like, yeah, it's down below in the penthouse. And apparently, I, I neglected to mention, but Wax, Wax owns like a controlling interest or or something in this skyscraper that they've landed on. So <laughs> he's he, not getting sued. Yeah, he, he gets to have the penthouse without having to worry <laughs> about it. You can't park here. <laughs> you can get a ticket. Oh. Uh. 
I used to work in a building that was an apartment building with shops underneath. And even though, like, we rented the shop and absolutely were able to park, we had these, (laughs) the lady who ran the body corporate would just come out and, like, yell at our customers for parking. (laughs) There's no visitor spots. Why have why have shops underneath? If yeah. no one's allowed to park here, you're on the middle of a busy road. Like, <laughs> yeah. where are they going to go? And just every she'd stand at the front yelling at people. It was really outrageous. Yeah, that's not good for uh, for your customer no. uh, retention. Not ideal. <laughs> no, no. But uh, Wax is like, no, it'll be fine. We've already got initial trade treaties in place, favorable for us in trade. So that should make uh, the Senate happy. And he's like, and he's like, the Senate's not going to like that. I'm just letting the airship fly away, which I, th- I think when you put it like, well, if we kept it, it would be war with people who have far superior technology to us as far as these things go. I think that that would uh, settle things maybe. But and it's like, what about the bands of mourning? And he's like, oh, Melon, will you come over? And she does her thing. And he's like, it is so <laughs> not fair that you guys get to just fall back on heavenly messengers to talk you out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Airedale, it's Chinatown, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I just instantly flashed back to the last time Airedale saw her, which when she was trying to work out, hey, how do I hang myself? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. So I was just imagining, like, she, he, like, she walks over and he's just gone, oh, God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> not this again. Uh, and then Wax is just like, hey, that's nothing. Ask me about the conversation I had with God the last time I died. And then walks off. <laughs> Stares like, that, that was mean, dude. <laughs> Nonsense. He's a politician now. He needs to practice being thrown off balance. <laughs> uh, and so they go down, and uh, there's a priest there, a survivorist priest, wearing his formal mist cloak, which I like that that's their uniform. And he asks Darius if she will marry him. He's like, this is not like last time when I it was like a contract, and you know you were marrying me for the name, and I was marrying you for money. This is like, I want to be married to you. I'm tired of being alone. And you're incredible. You truly are. It's very sweet. And she starts crying. And he's like, is, is that a good crying or bad crying? And she's like, well, this wasn't on any of my lists, you see. <laughs> but uh, I can't remember the last time I missed something on my list. And it was this wonderful. It's a great moment. Aww. Yeah, it's very sweet. I feel like maybe you should have invited her sister or her dad to be here. I'm just saying. Nah. Yeah, yeah but then you got to invite Wayne as well. And like. Who needs him yeah. popping up just going, hey, so is that coachman arrangement still on the table? Well, yeah. Yeah, right. And I feel like for this kind of stuff, Wax is a more private dude. Yeah. It is interesting, though, because we know how Wax was not ready in the middle of that last wedding. And so Wayne Wayne says, like, oh, deep down, Wax will thank me for having ruined the wedding. And in a way, maybe that's true, because he was not ready to get married then, and he kind of needed Wayne to ruin that wedding. So that they that's could have a, that's a bit of a reach. Yeah. Oh, but I think though everything worked out the way it was meant to, whereas it might have been different. Like if if he had yeah. gone through with the wedding and not been ready for yeah. it, well then just as harmony intended. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I, I see I see your point that yes, like their relationship evolved to a point where he was ready for it. Yes, but the actual act of Wayne ruining the wedding, I still don't think deserves praise. Well, and. It, yeah. At the time, and I mean, yeah, the way he did it and what he did is is, is not good. But at the time, we're yeah. just like, this is Wayne being selfish. But in hindsight, it makes me wonder if maybe he knows Wax so well that he was serious when he's like, no, I know that, like, 
Wax will thank me for this, basically, is what he says. And, and I'm like, maybe he knew what Wax was feeling better than Wax did and realized that he needed to do something. He did it in the worst Wayne way possible, but... Eh, he started maybe. with a good intention and then just completely went off the rails with it. It's yeah. like you probably could have sat your friend down and gone, hey, I don't think this is where you're at. But I mean, might have been a reasonable response, but we are talking about Wayne. Not to yeah. say he was right, but he knows What's... his friend. And I think deep down he cares for his friend. I mean, not so deep down. Obviously, he killed his friend's sister sort of because of that. But he's he looks out for Wax. Wax is that one person in the world that's done right by him and, and looked after him and, and I guess forgiven him rather, not so much done right by, but forgiven him. And Wax is probably the most important thing to him. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that he's definitely picked up that he's not ready and then he's gone in Wayne style <laughs> to do something about it, which is that's a whole other issue. <laughs> he's gone and waned it. Yeah, but, like, by the same token, it's like at the at the end of this, it's like, oh, yeah, now I'm ready to be in this relationship. And I think, okay, well, if Wayne hadn't interrupted the wedding, would the rest of the book have played out as it had? Well, the Kandra were hunting him and trying to get him to do shit. So they, it probably would have still played out in at least a very similar way. And then yeah. Steris still would have behaved as she did in this book. So they might, so even though they were already married and it might have been a bit of an awkward wedding, they might still be in this position of ready to be in this relationship by the end of the book. So... I don't think the wedding getting ruined was such a was still such a perfect thing. I think they probably still would have ended up in the same spot they're in now. It's possible. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I think I think it's the wedding. The first wedding getting ruined is more of a win for Steris because she gets to know before he says I do. She gets to know he really, really, really wants to be with me. It's not, you know, there's not, she never has to have that thing in the back of her mind. Well, you know, he grew to love me, but at first he just said yes because of the position and the money and because he felt obligated and all this other stuff. She gets okay, to know, yeah, that's fair. she gets to know, like, no, he wanted me. He said, you know, he wanted to get married to me. Well, I think yeah. you guys may be making an assumption that he would have said yes. Like he starts having almost like a little panic attack. He's like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't go through with this. He might've said like turned and run or been like, no, when he gets asked if he'll marry her. And that would have led things in a very different direction because then he's humiliated her in front of the entire city, basically. True. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we'll never know, but it, it, it worked out better in the end. That's the main thing, <laughs> regardless of how we got here, I guess. So we go, that's the end of the, chapters and we run into the epilogue where Marisai is writing some stuff up and there's a weird little thing about like the primordial nature of fire versus electric lights which seems kind of strange here but whatever <laughs> suit did not break but a lot of his men talked they'd been recruited from dissident young men in the outer cities and f filled with stories of the survivor and his fight against imperial rule uh, they, they're studying the speaking machine that Wax stole from Kelasina's mansion, so maybe by the next book there'll be telephones or something hanging around. Something clicked to me. When was it the last book when Wax was speaking to Harmony? And Harmony's like, oh, man, you guys don't even have the radio yet. I fucked up because you don't have the yeah. radio. And then yeah. here we are not long after. It's like, oh, they do. So did was that something that Trell just obscured from Harmony's sight that he well, couldn't see? Guess, They've actually got this tech. Everybody doesn't have the radio, and maybe it hadn't been invented at that time. This is, like, the first place that we've seen it. 
Yeah, I guess, but it's not that long. And it's like they went if if it hadn't been invented by that point, that's a very quick time to go from inventing prototypes to having them distributed amongst the, the set's leadership. True. Yeah. Maybe they're working on uh, they got a whole tech arm working on this kind of thing. Who knows? You got the whole division of mental speed guys working on how to fix problems. <laughs> They have a Hydra within, like, the set. <laughs> Their deep science wing. Maybe if, if Trell is really from a different planet, then Trell is, like, you know, giving them knowledge of technology that they don't have. <laughs> he says, look at this thing, uh, this amazing gift I have granted you. And they look at it, like, why does it say made in Taiwan? <laughs> He's like, uh, they misspelled Trell. So, <laughs> look at this amazing technology. Did you, wait, the instructions say this is run on possum blood? <laughs> yeah, you know, I got it from some guys. Fell, oh, fell off the, we're, we're gonna have to fell off the that. back of a pickup truck run by like two, two hillbillies were driving it. <laughs> yeah, Marisai is is found all these little threads among what they're saying. Tales of men with red eyes who visit in the night to talk about Trell, and she's like, I'm gonna find answers to this, and that's the end of her bit. <laughs> Visitors like see so you open the door like in at midnight and there's these two dudes with red eyes and door seven. It's like hello, do you have a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior Trell? Exactly. What more do you need? And then we cut to another suit perspective, which is presumably the last one we'll get. And uh, he's very proud of himself. Like oh, my captors think to shock me with the austerity of my quarters. Like I've never slept on a stone slab before. Well, the set will be very pleased with me. I didn't break and. He's he's like I'll, I'll turn he's, this into my advantage also. He's thinking himself real high right now. Yep. And and since you brought it up last week, I just imagine all this in the Harley Quinn Bane voice is like, oh, they think I have never slept on a stone slab before, <laughs> but I will show them. <laughs> Indeed, they think they have defeated me with a simple slab. It's I not that right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let it go now. Yeah. Little did they know I was born on a slab. <laughs> I was a man before I ever saw a bed. <laughs> By then it was nothing to me but uncomfortable. <laughs> you think blankets are your allies? <laughs> you think a little fluffy pillow will make you a man? You guys ever watch like, oh, it was like ten years ago there was. Uh, some like some group on YouTube, they took all the footage of Bane from The Dark Knight Rises and they dubbed and they just dubbed it over with someone doing an impression of his voice and they basically made him like a health food guru, <laughs> <laughs> like the bit where he's like reading Gordon's speech on top of on top of the tank and instead it's like they've changed it to him. He's reading the lunch orders. He's like <laughs> like uh, yes, turkey sandwich. Not sure about the lettuce. I would have gone with a mixed green. And then like he gets to one guy's like pizza. How does this conform with your New Year's resolution? Think of all the processed foods. Gotham City's not even known for it. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, there's a there's a recurring Kevin Smith b- bit on most prominently his Edumacation podcast where he does Bane as a stand-up, stand-up comic. It's pretty funny. How many podcasts does Kevin Smith have now? I want to say at least like seven or eight. He's he has a few he has a few projects that he's almost completely abandoned. Like he had one where he would he and Matt Myra reviewed episodes of Frasier called uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, but that one's like dead. It doesn't they don't do yeah, it that anymore. Sounds fun. No, I want to watch that. They only got through. I think they only got like halfway through like the first season. They really um, didn't get very far with it. Anyway, the project wasn't as fun as they thought, and so they gave up. 
Well, I think he got busy because he got really busy. It was around the time he had his heart attack and got really busy after he had his heart attack. Mm, Yeah. Speaking of like, I watched Clerks 3. um, Oh, I still haven't seen that. Which is actually, it's actually much better than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Generally a good movie. I'd say the best movie he's made in a while. Better Um, than the reboot then? Jay and Silent Bob reboot? The ridiculousness of that? Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I enjoyed it, but I acknowledge it's not a very good movie. Yeah, Um, it's bad. But like, but like I bring up Clerks Three because there's a bit in the middle where they're reading the script that Randall has written, and Randall's presenting himself as the Luke of the story that he's written, and uh, and Dante's going, "Does that make me Han?" And then the and the and they're going, "No, nah, you're not really a Han." They're running in the list of all the characters in Star Wars, like that Dante that Dante represents, and Randall goes, "You know what? You're more of a Dak." And Dante, Dante just goes, "Who the fuck is Dak?" And I'm sitting there just going, "That's me, baby." <laughs> That's great. Uh, someday I'll watch Clerks Three. I'm not. I'm not in a hurry about it. I actually really enjoyed it, and I think I would I'd happily watch it again. Like, mm. I, it's it surprised me how it's like. Oh, this is actually like really well done, and there's some really great writing bits in there. Hmm. Okay, sorry. Back to the <laughs> suit gets a visit from uh, somebody with the with the red eyes that he he says. Mail this time, a beggar stolen off the street, he guessed. So I don't know if these are actual Chondra that are like evil or if it's something similar, but apparently they steal bodies of people. So that's kind of that's that does sound very Chondra y. The set had faceless immortals of its own. It's like more like an invasion of the body snatchers style thing, just to emphasize how wrong Trell is. Yeah. And uh, so the things like uh, it's it is our understanding that you push for an acceleration. And Suits like, hey, I'm just trying to set up a discourse. And they're impressed that he did not break or spill secrets. And so they're like, okay, the timeline will be accelerated as you have requested. And he's like, ah, awesome, okay. And then the thing, the guy pulls out a bomb, and he's like, our accelerated pace will no longer require the set to have its full hierarchy. And so apparently the idea was, according to this, that he, because Suits says you need us to rule and to manage civilization on. So apparently that was the plan that they were they gave their loyalty to Trell and they were going to be made the ruling class when Trell took over. Like no no huge shock there I guess. Recent advances have made civilization here too dangerous, allowing to continue <laughs> risks advances we cannot control. So we've decided to remove life on this sphere instead. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Which stifle meatbag, you're dead now. Which oh yeah like well the technology's gone too far. Let's just burn them all down. Like holy fuck, Trell's plan for keeps now. Yeah, it's not good. And then uh, they explode. And I don't know if whatever this thing is can survive that. If it is an invasion of the body snatchers type thing, maybe it can. Uh, I don't know. And that's when Wax wakes up. He's like, hey, was that an explosion? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so he's uh, in the in the penthouse of this uh, skyscraper. They've been staying here for the honeymoon. And he's like, you know what? I think maybe we'll just stay here instead of going to the mansion. Like this new world is it's no longer an era of quiet mansions and smoking room conversations. Bold skyscrapers and vibrant downtown politics. And he gets up and starts looking through his stuff that his manservant has laid out for him. And this is when finally, if we hadn't gotten an answer about this, uh, the the medallion or coin or whatever, I would have been upset. But he finds that coin. He's like, it's two different metals. Could this be one of those? Well, what's the, One of them is Nicrocell, which gives you the investiture. The other is copper. And I think we probably all remember what a copper mine does. So... He's oh yeah, like, baby. Mm-hmm. He taps it, and he, he 
immediately gets this vision. Somebody saved this memory of walking into this village with eyesight that's really weird because half of it is blue lines and half of it is normal. So somebody with a spike in his eye, I guess. And it's a very depressing, like they've burned everything there was to burn. They, when he finds the people, they even burned their masks. They have like cloth masks now, which are the last things that uh, they haven't burned for warmth. It says that like most people would find this just like mildly cold, uh, but these people are freezing to death. And the the person whose memory this is is reaching out and whispering to these people, and Wax noticed that his arm has these scars all over it. And the one word that gets whispered is survive. That is the end of the book. Very it, it speaking as someone who read it then, it was very dramatic and I mean, there was never a question in my mind, even though, as far as I knew, Kelsier was dead, that this was Kelsier. It's like, oh, my gosh, Kelsier. But I, somebody that I was listening to that was actually – I used them as a model for what, what I'm doing with the patron-only patron, patron only stuff where they were reading some chapters and reacting to them. And I listened to them do this book, and this lady, when she got to this point, she's like, no. There's no way. That's not Kelsier. There, the, the, it's trying to trick me. This is going to be somebody else. She was just so determined that there was absolutely no way this could be Kelsier. And it kind of blew my mind because I was just like, I never questioned it. But she like, was just like, it very hardcore. heavily, like, implied. Yeah. To the point where it's like, it, like they've stated in everything but name. He's got the arm scars and he uses the word survive. Those are both, like, two yeah. of his biggest calling cards. Yeah. So... I was I was shocked that someone could be so like trying to come up with any other explanation. I'm like, but it's it's clearly Kelsier, right? <laughs> like, oh man. But yeah, if uh, it's definitely a different experience when you had no clue that Kelsier was alive. So yeah, sounds like a real muggle. <laughs> 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 so I guess let's do some predicaments. What uh, I mean, if if I hadn't read the preview chapters, this is the time that I might even have been able to join in and be like, what do you think was, is going to happen? Where are we I going? I was going to ask you if you were going to do any. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair since I know what happens in the first, like, 14 chapters of the next book now. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's like half the yeah. book. Well, yeah. Well, it sounds it's like it's more like a third or a fourth. Yeah. Oh, it's and I, first, isn't it? Actually, I will give you guys one slight spoiler to assist you in uh, your digging. There is a time jump, not like super huge, but a substantial time jump to the next book. Substantial, oh, okay. huh? Talking about talk about months or years? Uh, we're definitely in a years category. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Oh, is there a little wax or a little steris running around? Whoa. Blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure where this story's going to go. Like, because, I mean, you know, we have that little note that Trell's coming to just burn the place down. I'm like, mm-hmm. that was kind of Ruin's thing. Are, you, are we just going to repeat that? <laughs> so I, I hope that's not going to be the case, but it's definitely a distinct possibility. I think Telson is basically going to be to Trell what Marsh was to Ruin as like the main avatar running mm. around the planet. I really hope we like we see what happened with with Relua because like that was a lot of fun. I feel like Marsh is going to have to show up now because they're going to wipe out life on the planet. Well, he is life on the planet, and he's probably one of the most powerful people on the planet at this stage. Right. So like they like surely he's going to have to get involved. And try and help fight off this god. He's gonna be like, oh god, not this shit again. But given the hint that, like that massive thing of Kelsia showing up at the end, I'm just like, oh, are we gonna see Kelsia come back as well? Because like that could be cool, seeing the two brothers, both of them alive, 
long after they should be dead, both of them spiked, just going like, all right, let's fuck this god up. That would be a badass tag team. Yep. It's like, you know, they're, they're both of them, they're still not quite happy with each other, but, like, they got to do what they do. But, yeah, it's like another god coming to, coming to town. I'm just like, well, it's, like, there's got to be a shard. We still don't know which one. I, I think I mentioned observation as a possibility way back when. So I'm still kind of leaning towards that, but we really got no no idea on that. And if they do die, well, is someone going to have to take up that power? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's Hoyd's game in all this? Because, like, like, we've seen him and Kelsier encounter each other, and it was clear that they are not friends. So no, no. Yeah. Here, here he is giving Kelsier's memories out to people. Like what's like what's his end goal? Is like is he luring Trell here to try and steal the the power of the shard himself? Because like that would be a fucking ending and a half. That that's really one of the better questions that uh, it took me. It actually took me forever to reach that same question. Like why is Hoyd handing out two wax like Kelsier's memories? What is he trying to get here? Yeah, uh, I, f- I feel like he's. He's trying to set it up so that like, maybe Wax goes hunting for Kelsier and brings him here so that together they can destroy Trell. And then maybe mm. Hoyt's like, and I'll take that, and takes the power of the Shard. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting thing that uh, I hadn't actually thought of that much until you said it. But So do we? Th- it's been 300 years. Do we think that like Marsh and Kelsier have resolved their differences? I feel like both of them are too fucking stubborn. <laughs> Yeah, man. yeah. I don't know. I feel like he says he says when he gives Marisai the book, it's like he does my brother's work, and he doesn't right. say it in like a bad way. So I feel like they're probably just mutually respecting one another. You know? I mean, that's possible. But you could like mutually respect someone and what they're doing while still just like just stay the fuck away from me, okay? Because say their primary fight seemed to be over a woman that's been dead for millennia at this point. So like. <laughs> I don't know. Centuries, and I don't think millennia. Okay, my bad. Be a long ass time. That's fair. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't necessarily get along as brothers, but they were on the same side. Like they were fighting for the same cause when it's true. Kelsey died the first time and uh when you know Marsh was the bad guy because he was so corrupted by ruin. So if he's not in that space now they they might not be like working together. I just I think it's an interesting parallel that he's sort of seen as death, and now you've got Kelsey the survivor coming back. Yeah, the, the real a real yin and yang situation. That's going true. on. I, I don't see. Yeah, I don't I don't see them working against Harmony as such. Like Harmony's got this. Um, he's like, I'm not really sure what's going on. I don't really know what my problem is. I I definitely see that more being a trell sort of situation. Or mm. something else. I don't think it's going to come from Kelsey or Marsh. Okay. So I've just kind of jumped in there. Joe, were you finished? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, yeah, I guess it wasn't my turn. I hadn't, I hadn't really, like, started <laughs> going. I was just answering his question. So really, Dak, are you finished? Uh, I was just, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly done. I was just sort of thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if Marsh resents Kelsey for being turned into an Inquisitor. But uh, I mean, I don't know. He kind of made that choice on his own. Well, he made the choice to go in and be a spy, but like, I don't know if he actually expected to be recruited or what happened. But anyway, like you said, that was all centuries ago, so he might have once been, and now he's over it. Right. He's, he's been he's been one for so long now. But we don't know if he actually Maybe had the opportunity up. to say no to that. It's true. Maybe they catch up every month and go for a beer down the pub or something. Like <laughs> you never know. Maybe they're actually the best of friends now. Yeah. Could be. We don't even nice. know. Of course, we don't even know that Kelsier's on this planet. Or because I mean, 
essentially no one has seen him for quite some time because these people's the the eyes distinctive yeah but these people's like are talking about an old you know an old lord ruler that told them about the bands of mourning set you know many 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 years ago and that temple has it's probably been there for many years so it's it's very possible he hasn't been around for quite a while true and he knows about the perpendicularities to get off the planet so yeah at this point he knows some some amount of information that he could possibly move from different planets but yeah maybe he's palling around with spook somewhere <laughs> I, like that. I would be disappointed if they've left that hanging there that kelsia was you know effectively posing as the lord ruler to save these people and then mm-hmm. we didn't see him in the next book i th- i think that would be disappointing that yeah. would be i don't know it seems like and of course we don't know how much the Condra know, but it seems like the Condra don't really know all that stuff is going on. They they are talking about the bands as if they really did come from the Lord Ruler. And so and it and you know, Melon didn't seem to have any extra knowledge about Alec and his people. So you know, that leads me to wonder how much does Har I mean Harmony knows maybe potentially what's going on with with Kelsier, but maybe he doesn't or chooses not to kind of focus on that. So, and, and obviously he hasn't disseminated that information to the Condra. So like Tensun, maybe Tensun knows, but he's keeping it quiet. Like, you know, that guy seems to be a pretty closed book. Well, he almost seems like the leader of the Condra, but also he doesn't like, he stays out of everything. He just yeah. kind of does his own thing. Maybe, uh, I don't know. But as far as my predictions for what's going to happen next. Yeah. I mean, if this is the last one in Era 2, it would be a real shame if we didn't get some kind of explanation slash conclusion to Trell and kind of what's going on. So I would assume that maybe this next book will be focused on that if this is the last one in this era. Um, or or maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe Skadra will be destroyed. Like, it wasn't in Mistborn Era 1, but then it does get destroyed in, at the end of this era that would be a bummer for our for our heroes but you know it could be interesting for the cosmere at large for something like that to happen for a big shift to happen in the in the cosmere for one of these planets to be destroyed but it you know it doesn't sound like Trump wants to destroy the planet though he just wants to destroy the people on the planet yeah so maybe the planet will stay intact and just you know the majority of humanity will be wiped out man that'd be a real full circle if like the majority of humanity was wiped out again you know, that'd be very interesting. Every um, era of Mistborn, everyone will die except for yeah, a few people. <laughs> yeah, a few people. So, yeah, I think I will predict that we're going to get some kind of explanation, maybe uh, a good wrap-up to this Trell business. It, you know, at the very least, hopefully we'll find out who Trell is or what Trell wants by the end of the book. Even if it's not completely done with at the end of this era, maybe Trell will be like, ah, this plant's too much trouble, I'm leaving. Yeah. So maybe we'll get that. Yeah, maybe we'll have a little wax. Heck, if there's a good amount of years in between now and then, maybe we'll have a little wane. That would be terrible and terrifying. Oh, yeah. This is what I envision if there is a little wax. It's like a little wax pals around with Wayne, and Wayne teaches him all the dirty tricks that he plays. And so we've got like oh, no. <laughs> a mini version of, of Wayne that is Wax's child just going around doing crazy stuff. That'd be That'd be funny. It's like you left him alone with a child again <laughs> yeah uh, uncle wayne will show you the tricks of the mm-hmm. trade yeah never then, never leave your kid alone with wayne seriously yeah <laughs> and marisai has a milk chocolate empire 
Um, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe Marisai will get involved with Alec, and maybe she'll be like the the diplomatic emissary between their peoples. Hmm. That would be that'd be interesting to have her kind of go back and forth between them. They seem to get on pretty well with her. Maybe her and Steris will kind of tag team that because Steris seems pretty good at diplomat dip, diplomatic talking. So uh, that'd be that'd be kind of fun. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. I don't really don't know what to expect. I, you know, we haven't been privy to any knowledge, and and hopefully we'll will these predictions will get to be paid off soon if if we yeah. are able to read this story next. We've enjoyed, I feel like, the Wax and Wayne books so far, so uh, it'd be nice to to get to kind of complete the the storyline somewhat soon. But yeah, that's really all I've got. I don't really know what to expect. You know, we have lots of hopes that we've kind of had throughout the whole series, like finding out what happened to all these women and and some other things, but you know, those haven't necessarily come to fruition yet. So I guess we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's one of the reasons that I was just like, maybe seeing these spikes is the explanation because I think that's the closest that we found. Like I don't, I have no idea what uh, what happened to these women, and so that's the only explanation that I've been able to come up with so far based on what we have. Kind of frustrating a little bit. I'm like, you got to revisit this, please, by the end of the, this last book, Brandon. Definitely, we need we need an answer. This has to be wrapped up in this next book for sure. If we if we're looking at a time jump, you know, maybe enough time to have a little wax run around. If these women have been taken, you know, to be, uh, I guess, breeding other alamances, maybe we have a whole bunch of other alamances around, super alamances. I I don't know extra extra powers or something. Uh, I don't know what their intention is, but you know that would make. You know, if you've kidnapped all these women and bred alamances that are on Trell's side, that could suck. Like, maybe we're going to have a, a war between the gods of some sort. That's I guess that's one way to destroy humanity. You're going to destroy humanity, but maybe you've been, like, if you're going to destroy Skadril, maybe you've got now some alamances that you can take somewhere else in the Cosmere and so that they will. Uh, like the Mistborn will still live on somewhere else and be used somewhere else with those those powers and skills. I don't know there. It's not going to be good. We're going to go through a bad time before things all work out. I mean, I think things will have to work out in some sense at the end. I know when we got to the end of Era 1, I was very much, they're all going to die, but I don't think we're going to get there. I think maybe we won't all die. We will now, but they. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's where we're going to go. Maybe we'll spend a bit more time down with like Alec and his people potentially Kelsey is still hanging out down there somewhere <laughs> yeah I, I I agree I hope we see a bit more Marsh it would be great if we could see Tenzoon again he's off doing his thing in Kandraland but it, it would be nice to see him again some of these players come back but I'm like is that too many players from the original trilogy to come back I don't really know yeah, I think we'll we'll see Raylor. We've we've got a lot to learn, I think, before we before we go. And I Marisai seems pretty intent on figuring out the clues. Will she figure something out which is the catalyst to keep going, or will something happen which is the catalyst to keep going? Yeah. Um I'd like to think that Marisai is probably running the police department at some point. It was nice to see that her and Reddy were kind of getting along and they were working together a lot. So Maybe she's in a better standing in a few years' time again. Maybe she's she's high up there. But 
I also love the idea of her running her own chocolate shop. Like, that sounds like <laughs> something really fun. Oh, she could run it out of an airship. Yeah. Like the, the, the fifth element with that uh, that guy with his Asian restaurant. I forget what. Yeah, the noodle the noodle truck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an ice cream band for chocolate and it flies. <laughs> so like she spent all this time, she's like, Wax, you need to do this. And then she'll be like, Alec, you really should export this stuff. Like, you could make a hell of a lot of money. No one's listening to me. Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and then she's really rich. She's richer than Wayne uh, <laughs> by that point. Um, if we're looking at a couple of years, possibly a couple of years, maybe a decade, who who even knows how long, advancement in technology I think will be interesting to watch too because, you know, Says was saying that we didn't have certain technology yet, but we definitely saw an increase throughout this trilogy you know, the motor car and then possibly the telephone. It'd be uh, electric lights. It'd be interesting to see how far they go in this era. Yeah. The technology, technological advancement is always an interesting bit. Just in the books that we've read, they've had advances that were like, oh, like Dak mentioned with the radio thing. It's like, oh, radio is suddenly popping up. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that could be interesting. I, I, You had me thinking about this Marisai thing where it's just going to be like, Marissa, I, I, want, I want her to have both. I want her to be like in command of a precinct of uh, of or an Octant's police force, but then like her side hustle is that she owns this chocolate shop and she's got like maybe she now like just got married and he's running the chocolate shop and like yeah. you know making cookies or something and uh, she's got the, she's got her police thing going. <laughs> Power doesn't couple. sound like That's a bad life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like these are some interesting ideas about where we're going from here. The 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 real trick is after the the next Mistborn book where it's just like okay that's the end of this era what's gonna happen next who knows. Um, okay, let's. Uh, I have several emails that I was saving for the end of this book. I don't know that we're gonna read them all today. I think I'm gonna read one today and then we'll save uh, something for next time. Before we get into that, uh, I've always given these books a rating, so I'll go ahead and rate this okay, one as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. So uh, this. This uh, book was good. I think it's uh, – I, I think I, Dak and Jamie have both said this, and I'll agree that I think this is the best book of the of the three books that we've read about these characters for sure. And so I'm going to give this one – for me, this one's an 8 out of 10. I enjoyed it a lot, and I think there's some really great moments. I don't remember what I gave the last book. If I gave it an 8 as well, then just – make this eight more bold than the last one but this was this was a good book i i uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit there were a few things in the middle that i was kind of like well i feel like that's unfinished or that wasn't a completed thought but other than that the wrap-up was i think a lot smoother than a lot of the books that we've read by brandon so far so yeah i think it was a good good book with a nice finish anyone else want to do a rating or place it in your list of among all these books, where it would go? Oh, I think that's necessary. I, okay. Yeah, I, I'm I terrible think... at those things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think overall I enjoyed it probably the most out of the Wax and Wayne books so far. It just edged out Alloy of Law. But, uh, you know, I liked them. I liked the other books. <laughs> what, else, what else do you need to say? <laughs> right, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, in that vein, I guess this was – this would have been my favorite out of the three of this trilogy hmm. overall this the, i guess this trilogy versus era one i think these ones i guess weren't as there was still a lot of like mysteries and things put through them that you had to kind of stitch pieces together but i think it was we were keeping track of fewer things than era one i feel like mm-hmm. era one was way more complicated 
not that that's a bad thing, though, that's a different thing, but I think in general I prefer the Wax and Wayne books over Era 1 so far. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's definitely – there's less time to have, like, more threads, so they just, by the nature of it, kind of have to have fewer threads, I guess. Yeah, and I think, like, there was definitely – Era one, book two, there was a lot of that that we were like, oh, like I'm so over the political stuff. Like, this is <laughs> my soul. Where I, I never got those moments in these books. I was like, oh, oh, that's fun. Oh, that's yeah. fun. And most of the time our characters were pretty much together or working on the same things. or Like they'd split up and do things, but they came back together quite quickly, whereas some of the other books it was like, okay, you're actually never going to meet in this book. You're over here and you're over here and it's – it's just keeping track of a bigger thing. Like it was a much bigger scale, which is probably where we're going to end up in the next book at some some point because we've, we've definitely expanded our world. We're no longer just in Elmdale or mm-hmm. one city. And we've, we've got less characters to keep a, a tab of. But, yeah, I'm not going to rate them because I'm terrible and I always change my mind. But, yeah, I, overall, I think the Wax and Wayne books, I definitely prefer to Era 1. It's a very popular topic of discussion in the fandom about like which era is better, which era, and you, you see people all different ways. I don't think I've ever seen anyone say era one sucks, but I've seen, I've seen several people like, Oh, era two is nothing compared to era one. And other people are like, no, era two is so much better. And in my opinion, they're just, they're very different sorts of stories. And I like them both, but it's hard to compare. Different lengths, different paces, different settings. Like Yeah. They like, the only similarity is the fact that they're on the same planet. Like yeah, exactly. And and also like that's the thing with online discourse, you lose all the nuance. It's like, yeah, I think I prefer the Wax and Wayne books to the original trilogy, but that doesn't mean I dislike the original trilogy. It's okay to like both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. For sure. You I like what you like. Definitely enjoyed era one. <laughs> yeah, that, that that just gets lost a lot in online discourse it's like oh well if you like this thing more than you liked this second thing then you must have hated the second thing like no i didn't yeah i just like things at different strengths yeah i've even seen people post on reddit to be like i've heard error two sucks should i even read it and it's a probably yourself well yeah probably the most popular response and the one that i tend to agree with is like look error two is different so if you go into it expecting the same kind of thing you got with era one, you will probably be disappointed. But if you go into it understanding this is a different sort of thing, then it is very enjoyable. But yeah, so it's, it, you know, online discourse can can uh, be very uh, reductionist. Yeah. Okay. Email. We're, we're going to do one today. I'll save one for next time uh, or save two for next time. This one is from Bomo. It says, hi, everyone. Bomo again. I'm hoping this gets to you just after you finish bands or bands of morning, which it got to us like, two episodes ago so you're not too far off you've just read my favorite reveal in all the cosmere that kelsier is still alive first of all i want to say that nobody gets credit for predicting that he was lord ruler since you all guessed literally everyone in existence for that reveal so it wasn't truly a prediction well okay bomo you 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 know you don't get to decide who gets credit for this prediction <laughs> literally everyone ex- in existence oh i think that guy was actually breeze <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone said that, but could be, you know, if the conjure didn't yeah. his hands already. Oh, I know. It was it was Vin, guys. It's Vin. <laughs> Next. Uh, fuck it, let's go. Everyone in existence. Oh, well, that was Raiden. <laughs> that would have been yeah. funny, actually. Uh, it was Raiden. Next, I wish I had pointed this out earlier, as the irony now isn't quite as good. 
as it was after the first couple of Wax and Wayne books. But have you ever noticed how Kelsier is known as the survivor, even though he died, and Marsh is known as death, even though he's still alive? It's true. Yeah, I've always thought that was kind of goofy. Finally, to the main point of the email, now that you've read both and you see the monster reveal at the end of Bands of Mourning, do you wish that you'd read this before you read Secret History History, as it was originally released and is supposed to be read? Obviously, you can imagine that without Secret History hinting how Kelsier might still be alive, this reveal would be much more dramatic, exciting, and powerful. I read Bands of Mourning before Secret History myself, and I'm generally very against people doing Secret History first, as I feel that it is at least partially spoiled to surprise. When I first Mm. read the reveal, I couldn't decide if I was upset because I'm generally opposed to characters coming back to life or excited because Kelsier is awesome. In the ensuing time, however, I realized that almost anything is worth having Kelsier back as everything is better with him involved. Uh, We talked about this a lot in this episode. This uh, this person's got some opinions about how things should be read, apparently. Uh, That that is also in the fandom a very uh, it, it is a big bone of contention and people feel very strongly in various ways. Interesting. Look, man, I feel like the way we read it was fun. I liked being able to guess that Kelsier could have been involved here. And the fact that it was true, I feel like it was, I, I personally felt like I, I, I got a good sense of like, oh man, that feels good to know that like he is still around, like even more so than in secret history and that, that he was involved here. Like that's a, that's a cool feeling. So it's exciting. Like I, I got to say the thing about the order we read stuff in that I will always hold on to, like, well, I'm glad we did it the way we did was like halfway through Elantris where we just, I just like out of nowhere just gone, hey, wait a minute, those fuckers from Secret History, they were Elantrians. Like that's honestly, that's probably looking back on all the things we've done for the show. That's one of the things that's always stuck out in my mind where I just randomly figured out, hey, wait a second. So if we hadn't read Secret History when we did, we wouldn't have gotten that. So I'm keeping it. <laughs> of course, we might have just gotten, we get we get into there and you'd figure out in Secret History, wait a second, are these Elantrians? So you might have yeah, I know, but it was, it was fun to do it when we did, when we were still relatively new to the Cosmere. Mm. It's always hard with these things because you can't unknow something, you know? It's right. like you, you never know how you would have felt one way or the other. Um, and, I mean, Data, you're the only one on this podcast who's gotten to read it the other way. Mm-hmm. And you said earlier that it, you know, oh, it's a bit of a shame that like you guys couldn't get that surprise. But I think there's still an element like having read that and you know that Kelsey is around and he's trying to find a way back. And, you know, at this point, that's the confirmation that he did, which is still really exciting because it's mm-hmm. kind of all up in the air. And you, you've got Kelsey in the back of your mind and it's not a total shock to see Kelsey come back. But there was still something about it. It's like, Oh, oh, the scars <gasps> survive. Like, it was still a really cool moment, even though you knew he was potentially still around and you could sort of hazard a guess that he's involved. I don't think we lost anything by having read that earlier. But if you've read it, it's, if you if you did it the other way, I can see how you can't unsee it. But I, I still thought it was a really cool moment. Like, I, I don't think we were robbed of anything reading it the way we did. That's good. Like, yeah, and there is uh, he this uh, Bomo says that this is the biggest or his, his, their favorite reveal anyway. Mm. And when I first read it, it's definitely it's a big moment. But there are some other big moments like that in the Cosmere, some very similar moments that I have been working to make sure we're preserving for y'all and reading things in an order that will allow you to experience those. So it's not like uh, there will never be a moment like that again. So someday cool. we'll get some other ones, and I'm excited for those. 
there's there's one podcast that I listen to that does uh, reads the Dresden Files that sometimes when there's like these big moments they'll do an episode where they're just live reading that chapter so that you can hear the response live and I've considered that at times for uh, for some things in on this show but I don't know if uh, we'll ever actually do that. I think yeah. um there was an episode of Potterless which is the guy who read Harry Potter for the first time mm-hmm. in Deathly Hallows like there was a bunch of a bunch of his friends told him oh this number chapter record like put your phone on record so you can hear your reaction to what happens and it's the chapter where like the snake comes out of the old lady's body yeah okay and, and so, so he recorded his own reaction to that not knowing what it was going to be <laughs> what was what he was about to encounter and then put the audio clip into the episode it was fucking hilarious yeah he's got just going to what what the oh oh god oh god what the fuck that's, yeah. that's inappropriate my uh my wife is a big harry potter person as well and she told me that the first time that she read the last book she you know spoiler alert this book came out in 2007 so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and just say one two three here come the spoilers uh she she read the part where hedwig died but completely missed the fact that hedwig died so she just kept reading and then later when harry was like nah hedwig's gone she was like wait what when did that happen so she had to like she was reading too fast she had to go back and reread that section where where hedwig is killed um and so that always that was always something that I was like, man, could you imagine that you like missed a part of that book and you had to go back and be like, what, when, when did when did that happen? I've absolutely done that. Something similar happened to me when I was first reading A Song of Ice and Fire. Like, um, got to the Red Wedding, and it's like, yeah, there's this sense of unease and stuff hanging over the place, and then all of a sudden everyone was dying on the page. I'm just like, wait a minute, when did this start? And I had to go back to the page, like back a couple of pages. Like, did I miss something? It's like. Oh, no, no, that's just where crossbows just came out out of fucking nowhere and everyone yeah. started dying. <laughs> it was, it's pretty sudden. Yeah. I read that seventh Harry Potter book. Uh, I got the leaked copy before the book came out and I read Ooh, it in like a tisk, night. Tisk. Like I was up all night reading this book because I was like, I'm reading this book. And uh, I'm sure that I missed a lot of stuff my first read through. But I, I, yeah, I, I tend I, to read I, so I, fast that I'll, that happens to me all the time where I'm just like, Somebody will say something I'm like, when did that guy even come into the room? And I got like turned back two pages or something. Yeah, I remember that you told me that it had leaked because then when I got the copy of the book, you like went to confirm that it was like actually mm. that, that the leak was legitimate. So you went to like read a few things and you're like, OK, yes, and that that was a real leak. <laughs> I read the actual book. Good, good. Not like a fan fiction that somebody was just that would have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would have been the ultimate prank if somebody had leaked the book, but right? like like big giant climactic details they like changed completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like imagine if you know Hermione hadn't actually died, and the, somebody just yeah. made a fan fiction where Hermione died and put it out there. That would have been nuts. Is that a real thing? Does that yeah. exist? But that would have been funny if the version I read had that, and then I just assumed that that was true for like the rest of eternity. I'm yeah, like, or oh, the movie or the, was so lame they didn't even kill Hermione off. Or the other, <laughs> the uh, or the other twin gets killed instead. That, that, that probably would, wouldn't that have, would have affected you no as much on anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have hated if they had killed Hermione though. Like she was my favorite of the main three, actually. So. Oh yeah, she's a great character. Anyway, let me finish this email. Thanks for keeping going with the amazing podcast. I love listening to episodes every Monday, and I hope you're all as excited to see Kelsier in The Lost Metal as I am. Remember, there's always another secret. Wasn't to the time of next. I don't know if he's actually getting me in there. That may be an assumption that this person is making, or maybe they know something that I don't. I mean, to have it literally be the last note of this book and then not have him show up seems like kind of a cop-out. 
That's that's true. <sighs> okay. Mm. We'll save the other that, that, that would be that would be like if the second part of the Caribbean movie ended with Barbosa coming down the stairs and, <laughs> and everyone's just like, what the fuck? And then he wasn't in the third movie. <laughs> yeah. Like they like walk out of the room where where they had met Barbosa and they're like, yeah, he told us to go this way. Come on, guys. Like, yeah, so weird. That's exactly <laughs> it. What do you think was up with that guy? Yeah, I thought he was dead. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, I mean, the fact is, I could see like half of those characters just walking out of the room, just going, nope, 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 nope. So if uh, if you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail dot com. You find us on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon, all sorts of internety places. Born next time. What we're going to do, I have decided. And it's funny because I told the guys at the beginning of the episode, I still hadn't come to a decision. We're, we're there. We're going to take this episode should be coming out the day before the new book releases. We are going to read the short story, Perfect State, which is not a Cosmere story. It is available exclusively through Kindle. And that will take us two weeks because of the length of that one. So for... Everyone, let me pull out exactly what we will read the first time for next week. So that will give me two weeks, or at least one week. It's more like one week. Buffer to read the book, decide if we're going to go into it, and then get one shipped to (laughs) Dak and Jamie if we're going to go straight into The Lost Metal. But for next time, we are going to read Perfect State Chapters one, two, three, and four. The first four chapters. It's an eight-chapter book or short story. We're going to read the first four. Okay. And so uh, if anyone is wanting to read along, this is a uh, it's very interesting, sort of different story, different sort of story that Brandon has written. I almost want to say kind of sci-fi, but not exactly. It, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what you guys think of this one because it's, it's different. And so, uh, yeah, well, four chapters this time, four chapters the next time. And we will see what everyone thinks. So we're taking a little break from the Cosmere just to give us a buffer so we can decide what book we're running into next instead of jumping straight into Warbreaker. So after these two weeks, we'll either be moving into the Lost Metal or we'll be moving into Warbreaker. So you guys be prepared either way, uh, audience at home, for anyone who's reading along. That's true. If we do do the Lost Metal, yeah, do do. If we do do the Lost <laughs> Metal, that'll be like probably one of the first times that a lot of our listeners may not have read the book that we're talking about and so they can they could if you guys have not had the opportunity yet to read along with us maybe it's a maybe it's a challenge to you guys to to do just that so you'll know in a couple of weeks if you can if you can hold off that that long i know maybe a lot of our listeners are big big fans so they they kind of plow through those books but um, we might might get let's let's estimate a third of the people will read along with us and two-thirds like i'm not waiting for you bastards (laughs) yeah or maybe even like a fourth along with us let us know yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Absolutely. Yeah, email in with like what your predictions are about what what yeah. I think could happen. But don't be that guy who like reads ahead and then says like, oh, I predict this and this and this will happen because that wouldn't be cool. I'm sure I, data I, will seed through those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do do not be embarrassed if your if your predictions like turn out to be completely stupid and unfeasible. Says volcano oh, yeah. guy. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll mention again that uh, data and I will be. At yep. the convention. So when you hear this episode, like if you're listening to it right now, we're at the convention, and uh, and we will be wearing shirts that say "Ask Ask Me About My Volcano Theory." And you gotta get uh, we'll, of those. Yeah, we, I will, and and we'll definitely have stuff to hand out to you guys. Uh, so please, don't be shy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of a shy person, but if you come up to me and engage me, I'll engage you. No no worries. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, 
because of my particular inclinations, I've signed up for a lot of board games that I'm going to be playing there, which I talked about before. But that's uh, that's going to be fun, True. and we'll be wandering around, uh, maybe hitting a couple of the uh, the points of interest. I think I'm, I I was wanting to do Cosmere trivia. I don't know that Joe is going to be allowed to go to that one. Yeah, but, uh, maybe uh, I'll just sit there with my earbuds on. It's fine. There's there's several uh, several interesting things that we've looked at on the schedule and that we've picked out as uh, as fun things to attend. So. I'm excited. I think this is going to be fun little uh, little getaway to for us. Yeah, we haven't gone on a trip like this together in a long time. That's true. I don't know when the last time was we went on a trip together. Actually, now that you're saying that, no. Uh, although I was going to see if you wanted to uh, to go to Australia when I go, but uh, that. Would be oh yeah. Since. Uh, but I mean, you should. Yeah. Since yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I I will well, no longer if, be taking the person do... I was going to take. <laughs> Yeah, if we do, then I would probably try and also get a ticket for my wife because there's no way she would let me go to Australia without her. Yeah, well, and I was gonna say because uh, your little and one child. will be, yeah, your little one will be like not even two. Yeah, he could stay with with his grandmother for that long. She wouldn't and mind. So, well, yeah, I was gonna say that your wife probably wouldn't appreciate you going for twelve days and uh, without her. No, without yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not gonna happen. Uh, so yeah, we can. Uh, we can talk about that later. Yeah. So four chapters of Perfect State for next time. Music by Miracle of Sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed our coverage of now all of the existing Mistborn content, all of the officially published, at least, Mistborn content that out, that's out there. We have, honestly, in terms of titles, not that much left in the Cosmere. In terms of percentage, as I pointed out earlier, we have a, a decent amount left. But we've got... We've got the White Sand graphic novels uh, that we're still – I wanted to have read by now, but we'll see. We've got Orbreaker, which, as I said, is one of the possibilities for things we're going into next. We've got the – there's one, two, three, four existing Stormlight novels and three – wait, one, two – is it just two, really? I guess two existing Stormlight novellas, which get read in between some of those books – and then there's one short story that we haven't read called Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. And that's it. That's the rest of the Cosmere as it exists now. So wow. Is that not really that many titles? That Shadows of Silence one, that's like some other planet? Yes, it is another planet. We have met actually someone from that planet. Oh, this is the place Ooh. that Chris was from, I think you said? No. no. Nope. No? What am I thinking of? Although maybe that's now a spoiler. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll get, don't, we'll get don't, there. don't say anymore. Okay. So yeah, there's, uh, there's, I mean, yeah, we've read a lot of the stuff and we've read 40% of the text even that's out there. So we're probably further along. I've had so many people tell us that we're never going to catch up, that Brandon's like so far ahead of us, but we're like, what's that? That's two fifths of the way through the entire Cosmere at this point. And we've been going for a couple of years. Yeah. But He's mm. not. Sounds like we got a lot of naysayers out there. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's a lot, but it's just, you know, that that's the stuff that sticks out to me is people being like, oh, you'll never do it. I'm like, I don't think you appreciate how like how fast we're moving in comparison to. Well, to, to, to be fair, like you're looking percentage wise in terms of projects released. But like the last three books we did were relatively small compared to, like you know, the three books we just read took us less time than one Stormlight book would take us, for instance. So yeah, that's that. true. My the, the percentages that I've got are percentages of text, of like oh okay words. Well, it's not really words because it's uh it's Kindle locations, but that it, that's 
that that actually is more accurate than word count because it's uh, a space count. It's like twelve characters or something is one Kindle location or something like that. I don't remember the exact number. Oh. So that's what my percentage is based on is Kindle locations. So that should be a pretty accurate reflection of actual amount of text. So yeah, we're forty percent of the way through text, but uh, that's because such a large, like I think more than fifty percent is uh, Stormlight. Uh, it's so big, but we're we're approaching it now. We're almost there. We have one, maybe depending on the Lost Metal, maybe two novels, and then we'll be moving right into Stormlight. So damn. It's exciting. Get excited, everyone. I know that that's, I mean, there's part, there's oh. podcasts that do what we're doing, but all about Stormlight. So there's people out there just waiting. Like, wow. Please, please get to that. But I mean, you say that, but then to forget next year, we've also got these other yep. sto- um, Cosmere books coming out. And I think he said at least one or two of them were completely standalone in the Cosmere. So. Wow. Yep. Three of the four books are Cosmere. And I assume that they would kind of stand alone, but I don't know for sure. That's. I've I've kept away from spoilers for those four books. That's the only fact that I know is that three of I don't even know the titles of them, but three of the four of them are Stormlight or not Stormlight are Cosmere books. Well, I, I vaguely remember from the announcement video he did that he said that these were specifically Cosmere projects that he didn't think he would ever have the time to do, and all of a sudden mm. he found himself with the time to do it. So that makes me think, okay, these are separate, unrelated projects because he's got to still be under contract for things like. Stormlight and yeah. I guess Mistborn because he's talked about yeah. doing multiple eras. So these could just be new things that he put on the back burner while working on those. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this could be me reading into it, but I assumed that meant these are brand new things. Yeah, that does feel like an implication there to me. I agree with you. I guess we'll find out. I don't yeah. know for sure when you guys are going to find out. I'm going to find out. Yeah, uh, true. When they come out. But okay. So yes, four chapters of Perfect State for next time. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate Everyone, people sending in emails, our patrons, you guys are awesome. They were just, uh, the people in the Discord were giving more suggestions just the other day about like, hey, are you going to use the Patreon money for this or that? Or I think you should do that. And I was like, you guys have some good ideas. So, uh, but yes, there's, uh, I appreciate you guys, everybody. Uh, emails, feedback, patrons, you guys are all awesome. We appreciate everyone who listens. Even if the only thing you do is listen every week, you guys are awesome and we appreciate it. So, wasn't yeah. time of next. Colo? Steam train running on a reckless rail Speeding right up to the rising gale Shovel harder cause we're on your tail Blood 